Hello and welcome to Classical Music on Mushrooms. This is a podcast where we explore all things unspoken in the classical music world. I'm excited to dive deep into taboo topics that are oftentimes shied away from or completely ignored in classical music spaces. So with that, let's get deep and have a good fucking time. Some people like to describe magic as spicy psychology, and that's kind of how I intend on approaching today's topic. In today's podcast, I will be discussing what manifestation is and providing some tips to make your dreams a reality in a way that is accessible to anyone, regardless of their spiritual background. And before you roll your eyes and be like, what the fuck is this hippie bitch saying to me? Just hear me out. You are a powerful creator and I want to talk about it. Also, you're looking really hot today, but that's off topic. So let's get straight into what manifestation is. So you might be asking yourself, what the fuck is manifestation and how does it work? Manifestation is drawing tangible things into your life through the power of your mind. These things can be feelings, experiences, objects, opportunities, anything. Oftentimes people manifest without knowing. And this is why recognizing and owning your power is so important because the power of creation is within all of us. And if you're a musician, this is especially apparent in your life. Whether you're a classical musician interpreting compositions from, a, from the past or a songwriter in any capacity, you've experienced the beauty and also probably the frustration that comes with being an artist and creator. So for manifestation to make sense logically, you have to understand these three concepts. Number one, that our perceived reality is not objective, meaning that the true nature of reality is unknowable to the human mind because we have limited senses to perceive the world around us, and we also have biases as well. Number two, that our perception of the world is malleable, meaning that if we change the way we see things and our belief systems, it can change the way we experience moments in our lives. And number three, that everything is vibrating at all times at the quantum level, especially that favorite vibrator of yours. (laughs) Uh, Vibrators aside, the atoms that everyone and everything are made of are constantly in motion. This has to do with manifestation because there is this concept in physics called entrainment. Simply put, it's a tendency for two vibrating bodies to lock into the same frequency, and the weaker, body, the weaker body's vibration will adjust to the stronger body's vibration. This concept can actually be observed at music concerts. To quote Ted Joya, author of A Submersive History of Music, research has shown that our body's rhythms become synchronized with those around us during a musical performance. Brainwaves adjust to the rhythm of the music, as does respiration and pulse. So, if entrainment applies to things unseen to the human eye, such as sound waves and radio waves, it also applies to the vibrations that radiate from us. I like to call those vibrations by their scientific term. Vibes. Yes. Vibes, my dude. We all experience this. There are people that we naturally gravitate towards, and we have people that we are naturally repelled by. We can't really put our finger on it. We just have this feeling about it. Some might call it intuition or a gut feeling. Either way, it's there even if we try to ignore it. 
So with all of this in mind, the idea is that we can shape our reality by shifting our beliefs and inner dialogue so that we can vibrate at the same level of our desired reality and therefore attract it to us. Regardless of whether this concept resonates with you or not, I hope these mindset tips discussed later in this podcast allow you to live a more positive and fulfilling life. Now that we have a better understanding of what manifestation is and how it works, let's go through some disclaimers before we get into the nitty gritty of some practices we can do to make our dreams a reality. Firstly, be very mindful of what you're asking for. The universe is listening. I have kind of a funny example that helped me learn this lesson the hard way. I did a manifestation practice for money once, and I had an exact amount in mind, but the thing was, later that day, while a friend and I were driving, we got hit by a drunk driver. Everyone was okay, but the craziest part about this story is that the settlement I got for this accident was the exact amount that I asked for in my manifestation practice earlier that day but now my neck is gonna be a little wonky probably forever. So in my opinion, and this is just my opinion based on my own experiences, you can do whatever you want, but it may be safest to avoid manifesting material things because oftentimes lessons come along with those material things gained. But I can also see the perspective that those things and those lessons might be super important for an individual to recognize what's really important in their life. So with that in mind, just be wary of your superpowers. It's also important to realize that manifestation applies to negative outcomes as well. And no, I'm not one of those people that believes that when shitty things happen to us, it's somehow our fault because we willed it into existence. That's not what I'm implying here. I more so bring this up to have the opportunity to discuss limiting beliefs that we hold for ourselves and how those limiting beliefs can manifest unfavorable outcomes in our lives. Limiting beliefs look like, I will never become a successful singer, I'm not unique enough, I'm not knowledgeable enough to start my own business, or no one will take me seriously if I start a podcast. It usually comes down to, I can't do XYZ because I fear failure. Individuals with deep-seated beliefs like this are significantly less likely to manifest success in their musical endeavors. Limiting beliefs often prevent individuals from taking that first leap outside of their comfort zone to achieve the thing because there's that fear there. So this brings us to the first step of manifestation, and that is identifying our limiting beliefs and getting to the root of that belief. I'm going to walk you through a personal example so that you can tailor this concept to your own situation. For the longest time, I didn't think I could write music. I had the belief that since I'm a classical singer, my role is interpreting music that's already been written. But this belief changed in a split second, and all it took was some random dude I met by chance to ask me a simple question. When I told him I didn't write music, he asked, why not? Why not? So when I got the chance to ponder this question after we inevitably fucked, (laughs) I concluded that the only reason I didn't write music was because of the limiting belief that I stated before. And from there, I was able to dissect it. And it led to questions like, why am I limiting myself to one facet of musical expression? It was because I was led to believe that about myself through my classical training. It was embedded in me. Through my pondering, I also found out that I was afraid of going outside my comfort zone. 
like a lot of us can probably relate to. The deeper and deeper I went to find the root of my limiting belief, I discovered that the root was fear. I feared things like rejection, embarrassment, failure, and the unknown. So I identified the limiting belief and found the root of that belief. The next step was reprogramming. Reprogramming is a fancy word for the process of introducing new beliefs about oneself to serve one's highest potential. There are so many options out there for this step, and it's about finding what works for you. These are just suggestions that I'll be giving you. And just a heads up, this kind of self-reflection work is hard and oftentimes uncomfortable. So it's important to be gentle with yourself. To change our lives, we have to get a little uncomfortable sometimes. And one way to work through our limiting beliefs is to journal about it. Ask yourself all the hard questions and be dead honest with yourself. And start with baby steps. Rewriting our internal dialogue doesn't happen overnight. And once you've gotten to the root, you can introduce new beliefs. For the sake of my example, I turned my belief from, I can't write music, to, I have the potential to create so much good music. I give myself permission to create art in any way that calls to me. I am unique and my unique voice was made to be heard. Whenever I heard that limiting belief pop up in my train of thought, my strategy was to consciously affirm the new belief through repetition. You see, for the most part, a lot of us do and think the the same things day in and day out. So it might be helpful to think of this practice of reprogramming as if you were introducing a new habit into your life. For example, if you want to make it a habit to exercise on a regular basis, you have to push yourself to exercise even when you don't feel like it. And at a certain point, it becomes an ingrained habit and you don't even have to think about it anymore. You just do it. The same thing can be said about our thought patterns. You have to consciously push yourself to shift your limiting beliefs and do it regularly so that you can shift your internal dialogue in a way that best serves you and your goals. After working through the beliefs that were preventing me from writing music, just like magic, almost exactly one year past someone asking me, why not? I released my first solo album and found myself as a singer songwriter of a band. Once I released that limit from my subconscious, I was able to get out of my own way and accomplish a goal. If it wasn't for that one person asking me why not and forcing myself to ask the hard questions and doing the deep work, I might not have taken the leap in creating music. And because of this, I'm happy to be the one to ask you, why the fuck not? Why aren't you going for it? What's holding you back really? What ideas have you been slacking on? Why aren't you leaping headfirst into your passions? Are you trying to fit into a box of what others expect of you? Are you sacrificing your peace to fit into this box? If any of these questions hit a nerve, I encourage you to work through it. Perhaps journal about it, talk through it with someone you trust so that you can get to the root of it and remove the blockage so that you can challenge that voice in your head that tried to convince you that you're unworthy of your biggest dreams. Because I guarantee you are worthy. I mean, you're so freaking hot for God's sakes. Of course you're worthy. (laughs) In my opinion, limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome go hand in hand with one another. Imposter syndrome is when an individual doubts their skill level and talent and feels like a phony, 
like they somehow don't belong where they are. And I just want to bring this up because it's a common experience for classical musicians. This may manifest in issues like not believing compliments that are given to you after a performance. Compliments can even become a trigger for some people if the compliment goes directly against a limiting belief that they hold for themselves. And because classical musicians especially deal with things like perfectionism, a lot of us have come to believe that if our performance was not spot on, then it wasn't beautiful or moving to the audience. This brings us to the biggest lie that the Western classical music tradition has created and has fed to us. That music is meant to be perfect or as close to perfect as possible. It sounds so ridiculous when it's said out loud, but it's this unspoken elitist lie that contributes to musicians feeling like they'll never be good enough. It's all bullshit. We weren't put on this earth to be perfect and to fit into the mold of every other classical musician that came before us. Music isn't meant to be perfect. It's meant to be human. I'll say that again. Music isn't meant to be perfect. It's meant to be human. That is one of my favorite mantras to tell myself when I'm feeling like my voice sucks when I'm practicing. It prevents me from getting into a negative thought loop and brings me into a place of acceptance. It also helps prevent me from entertaining a victim mentality. To quote Musical You in their article on imposter syndrome, when we identify with the condition, then we deny our power to change that condition or change our own response to that condition. The reason I bring this quote up is because it's so important to ask ourselves in what way are we playing the victim in our lives and be fully honest with ourselves. In order to shift that perspective to make meaningful changes, we have to take full responsibility for our lives. And this hard work isn't meant for everyone. Some people are bound to their dissatisfaction with life to the point where it becomes a personality trait. We want to avoid this at all costs because when we become complacent, we cut off our access to our power, our power of creation. So how can we strengthen our power in order to create the life of our dreams? I already discussed how to remove blockages and things that don't serve our higher good. Now I want to offer two means of calling in what our heart desires. The first one being visualization. As humans, our imaginations are incredible, so why not take it to our advantage? This concept of visualization is so simple, yet so powerful. All you have to do is imagine what you would like to achieve or what you would like to have, and then conjure up the feeling of what it would be like to have that thing, all while the image is still in your head. It's good to be as specific as possible. For example, when I was in high school, I would listen to opera and imagine myself being the one singing it. I would conjure up images of the gown I would be wearing and an audience that would applaud and cheer after I sang the last note. Most importantly, I would feel the excitement in the air, feel the gratitude of being on stage, and feel the satisfaction of an audience cheering for me. Little did I know, at the time, the amount of performance opportunities I would have that would emulate the same feeling I experienced when I was a kid, just imagining that it would happen. So, what you're doing in the process of visualizing your desire and matching the same feeling as if you already had it is shifting your vibration to the vibration of that desire and therefore attracting it to yourself. Visualization is a great way to make meditation more exciting as well. 
If meditation isn't a part of your routine, that is a-okay. It isn't necessary, but it does help a lot. Also, this is a side note, but please let me know if you'd like me to talk more about meditation. I I could just talk about this shit forever, but I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, so I'm keeping it pretty condensed for now. Lastly, I want to leave you with some affirmations. Affirmations are so powerful when it comes to shifting our reality, because like I mentioned before, repetition is the key to making powerful change and lasting change as well. I will be saying each mantra twice. If you feel called to say them with me, please do. But without a further ado, let's get zen up in this bitch. Cue the meditation music. I am exactly where I am meant to be. I am exactly where I am meant to be. I am worthy of success. I am worthy of success. I am grateful for life's challenges. I am grateful for life's challenges. I am a unique artist and my voice is meant to be heard. I am a unique artist and my voice is meant to be heard. I accept myself as I am. I accept myself as I am. I love myself as I am. I love myself as I am. I welcome a new chapter of growth in my life. I welcome a new chapter of growth in my life. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I would love to hear from you. What are some of your favorite mantras? Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Classical Music on Mushrooms. Be kind to everyone, spread light, and I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day.